Hello and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness and you're tuned into Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki. And in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talents. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is a self-professed musical late bloomer that has become a celebrated, extraordinary jazz vocalist with an amazing natural style an exquisite vocal timber. With her polished vocal style, she's entertained audiences aplenty throughout Southern California venues over the years, embracing them as a beautiful messenger of music. Please join me in welcoming the fabulous Elena Gillum. Elena, welcome to Mixing It. How are you? Hi. Well, I'm fantastic after that introduction. Thank you. You are quite welcome. I'm really excited to have you on the show today. And it, it's funny, I, I was reading up on your bio, and I love the little self-professed musical late bloomer. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a lot of us, you know, including myself, I, I actually did start young, but then took a pause and then got back into mm. music. Mm-hmm. So there are quite a few of us uh, that, you know, started their career, if you will, much later than what we're seeing in mainstream today. Can you tell us True. a little bit about how you actually got started? Sure, I'd love to. And what you said is so true. At first, I thought that was unique. I was a little bit unique, but I'm not as unique as I think. <laughs> so it was interesting. I met women uh, along the way, and I'm still meeting women who did start late, and like you said, they took a break. They made, maybe they started young, but they took a break. So for me, I was so shy and introverted as a kid, um, it was going to be a while before I did anything. I went away to college, and of course, my friends knew that I liked to sing. Uh, it really came out after a few beers here and there. Um, but it still wasn't a thing. I wasn't in college to pursue music. Um, So after college, my brother talked me into moving to California, where he was. I went from New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl. And when I was out here, I got a full-time job at the University of California here in Irvine. Got a full-time job, started working, and I, I saw that I could take night classes for singing. So I was about 24, 25 at the time when I came out here. And I loved the classes. They had popular vocal techniques, which was uh, pop vocal, and I got to sing in front of an audience. And the first class I had, though, was just voice. And I still remember my knees knocking when I had to sing in front of everybody. But I kind of went from there, got better, got more mature, started to meet people, and some of the people in the class encouraged me to join the Orange Coast College Big Band. I was going to Orange Coast College, which is a where I was taking the night classes as I was working. So taking night classes in music and 
working with a big band from the college was an amazing experience. I just knew after grabbing that microphone and trying to sing with a big band, that was it. I said, this fits who I am. So I just pursued it from there. And that's where I met my husband. Yes, I know, because I know he also, he's also a musician, correct? Yes, yes. He, and he was a full-time musician when he came to California. We both got here kind of, sort of, at the same time. He was here a few years before me, and he was trying to find his, he was trying to find his way musically, because he was all new. He came from New Orleans, and he had been working there full-time and going to school at Xavier graduated, came out here, and started. So he was already a professional musician. He started at age 13. So he knew a lot, and I met him performing with the big band. One day he was performing, and I was singing a song. So as a vocalist with the band, you get to sing a song, woo-hoo, and that was was a huge deal. So he came up to me afterwards, said, hey, are you working with anybody? And I said, no. He looked at me funny. I said, well, look, I'm really just starting here. I don't know what I'm doing, uh, honestly, but I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to do something. So he called me a short time later, and we got married a couple of years after that, and we've been together since. We still work together, but he started a program. So we broke up the years. I was Again, I was still working full-time. I worked full-time 30 years at UCI. Um, so that kind of uh, held things up. And, of course, we had a kid. Life life went on. Life, life happens. On. Yep, yep. Yes. Definitely. And it's good. Yes. It's good. Yep, yep. Definitely can relate to that. And you know what else is funny, too? I'm from Jersey as well. You are? What part of Jersey? Yes, I am. I, I, I was born, I was, I was, so I was born in northern Jersey, but... We actually lived in um, southern Jersey for, for quite – I grew, you know, was a, eh, probably around fourth grade we actually moved out of there. So, yeah. Wow. See, Jersey girl. Wow. Jersey girl I, thought I, I thought I heard something in your voice. I thought yeah, so. Yeah, I'm a mutt. I'm a mutt. I'm, I'm definitely a, I'm a mutt mix. I've I'm been down south now for quite some time. So I've got the Jersey, oh. New York, southern – blend. But anyway, Ah, who were some of your inspirations growing up? Growing up, this was the funny thing. Okay, so I was so shy. I really didn't. I didn't socialize too much uh, with other kids. So I watched a lot of TV, late night TV and all of the great shows late night. And I would see Ella Fitzgerald, that's where I'd see Sarah Vaughn, Morgana King, Barbara Streisand, Uh, as they were guests on all of those great late-night shows, I would just watch them and go, wow, no, I really enjoy that. Wow, this is cool. And then I started watching a show you probably are too young to know about, Playboy After Dark. Playboy Mm. After Dark was a great show, and it was with Hugh Hefner, uh, of Playboy, and he would have these parties up in his penthouse. So it was live, and you'd go in one room and welcome to. I even remember the theme song. You'd walk into one room and you'd have 
everybody chatting, uh, maybe Sammy Davis Jr. and Ella Fitzgerald was about to just rip off a tune. And, you know, and then you'd meander into another room and <laughs> see what's happening. It's like a social club. Um, and I would love, you can actually find those on YouTube, by the way, some of the old episodes. So I would watch those. And that's what inspired me, and I just, I knew, again, I knew secretly that I loved it, secretly. Then as I got a little bit older, in my late teens, then I started really listening, because I love to sing along with songs like a lot of other people, so I would do that. Right. People might say, hey, you know, you have a nice voice. Um, I'd say, oh, thank you, thank you, and I would just move on, and... Again, I never really thought of it as a career or a path I would take until I was in my mid-20s. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is it. Another influence on me was Melissa Manchester. I loved her work. And I'm still waiting to meet her because she lives out here in this area somewhere. I'm still waiting (laughs) to meet her. So I could tell her what a great influence she was on me in college. Um, That's when I really started listening closer. I like her. I like her as well. Oh. No, I thought she was Canadian. I didn't realize that she was, she was actually American. Um, but I'm Well, honestly, I'm not too sure about that. But I know um, there's a one musician I've worked with who worked with her for a time, and uh, I know she is kind of available. Uh, so she comes around sometimes. I live in Southern California. So she will come around and do concerts here and there so it's not impossibly possible for me to get to know her <laughs> she has a great facebook link too for uh rainbow what does she call it rainbow something or other but it's her and she just seems like such a great person too so yeah melissa barbara streisand all the oldies um plus billy holiday and the jazzers so i i really i lent I lean more towards jazz, and that started kind of early. Again, once I sang with the big band, I was like, oh, my gosh, this fits like a glove. What? This is, yeah, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I can definitely get that kind of, that vibe from your voice as well, that it does definitely oh. fit in that, like, jazz big band uh, era, not era, but, you know, vibe, if yeah. you will. There's just, yeah. you know, vocal tone. There's just certain things, like, you know, I've always told people I can't sing country music. I, I can sing country music, but I just don't feel that my tone lends itself well to that particular genre. And yeah, there are just I know some genres and... Yeah, I mean, and there are just yeah. some some people that, you know, really fit in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. So before we actually do get to one of the songs that you brought, how does it feel to have been honored as a living legend of jazz by oh my gosh. living legends? Fabulous. I was blown away. I'll never forget getting the call. So this is the Living Legend Foundation in uh, Los Angeles, and it's a nonprofit organization developed to recognize people who've been in jazz a long time, those of us of an age who've been in jazz for a long time. And the um, director of the program, 
the founder of the program called me and said, well, I'd like to honor you and your husband as living jazz legends. And I said, what? I said, are you sure you have the right person? And she she said, well, let me see. And she, we knew each other. We knew each other from going to different places and listening to jazz. And she was always putting on a production. She still does that. Her name is Linda. Well, her name was Linda Morgan. Uh, she's married now, so it's Linda Sam. But what a personality. She, um, the whole ceremony was at the L.A. City Hall, which is a, like an archival building. It is, it's an amazing building. And I got to meet some congressmen and some other artists, too. So we were all honored at the same time. And it, it was, it's just a great feeling. But when I had her on the phone, she went through, well, it's for jazz artists who've been doing this a long time, sometimes unrecognized, sometimes uh, working with the with the public, the community, and I said, oh, okay, well, I've done that, and I've done that. <laughs> okay, I guess I've said, all right, well, thank you. What do I do next? <laughs> <laughs> so we were thrilled. We were just really honored, um, really honored. You know, there's some great jazz artists who are in this group, and to be counted as such, I just, I love it, and I use it all the time. You know, I'm a yeah, and you should. <laughs> you should. Definitely you should. I love it. So big congratulations mm. on that. And we'll get to some of the nonprofit charity work that I believe that, that you assist with a little bit. But right mm-hmm. now, I do want to play one of the songs that you brought with you to share. Great. We're going to play Misty, but I wanted to tell you a little bit of tidbit about this. I was so excited when... I saw that this was one of the songs that you sent me because one of the jobs that I, yes, because one of the jobs that I had in college was on a dinner cruise ship and all of us had our own little like songs that we did. So, you know, I was a performer on the dinner cruise ship and, and we had songs that we did. And this actually wasn't a song that I, I sang, but it was one of the standards that multiple performers on the show did on a daily basis. So I was like, oh, my God, I haven't heard this in so, so long. So I was, like, really, really excited. Oh, thank you. I love this song. I love the way that our version of the song. Yes, and it's really great. So we are going to play it for everyone. So we're going to take a song pause and play Misty by Elena Gillen. Look at me. I am as helpless as a kitten up a tree. I find I'm clinging to a cloud I can't understand I get misty Just holding your hand Oh, walk my way And a thousand violins begin to play Or is it just 
get misty whenever you're near. Can it be that you're leading me on? But that's just what I want you to do. Don't you notice? Don't you 
Like I said, absolutely love it, and your rendition is superb. It really oh, is. I mean, thank you. You're welcome. It's it's really very smooth and a whole new whole new different vibe for me listening to that than what I was used to on our dinner cruise ship. So very very right. excited to be able to share that with everybody. So great well, job. So, oh, thank you so much. Uh, it was done that way uh, so many years ago, many 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 years ago, and usually, of course, it's a ballad. And then I heard Janet from the Manhattan Transfer. Mm-hmm. I heard her do a swing version, and I went, "Oh, I love this! I've got to do this!" <laughs> and ever since, I've been singing it, and uh, it's just—I just love even singing it, especially live. It's so much fun. Yes. I can certainly see that it would be a lot of fun to perform live. And like you said, I mean, it is definitely a different type of version of the song, and I love it. Great job. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's get into some of the nonprofit work that you've been doing. And you've also been doing a lot of work with, like, young vocalists. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Well, a number of years back – I had uh, what I call an art and jazz uh, day. It was a festival. It was like a mini festival, really. So I had art on display, and a local museum uh, let me come in and set up uh, a display for a few artists who were local and have jazz playing all day. And with the jazz, I would have uh, some young, some of the young cats. I said, you know what, it's so important for the younger generation, especially those who are already starting to get into jazz, it's so important for them to have a venue to perform and to hear 
the others in jazz, the people like me and the people who are really up there in jazz, it's so important to connect with them and even mentor them and help them along the way. And, of course, they're going to develop their own style. Um, That's what jazz is all about. But it's really good for them to interact, cross over the generations, so to speak. And um, I started back then, so that was about 2015, and it came off so well. Uh, I had them performing music and um, uh, singing. Some were singing, some were actually playing. So we had a group, the Young Lions of Jazz, I called them. And, of course, they, that name didn't stick afterwards. They were <laughs> to their own thing. <laughs> but that was the first time I got them together. And then after that, I started to find little places for them to showcase. And just in 218, I started doing it annually. No, 217, I started doing it annually, my annual Young Lions and Jazz. So one was called the Young Lions and the Old Tigers. And... Again, that was the purpose to to promote the crossover of generations, and and that went over really well um, locally with the students, mostly college students. In this area, we have a lot of college students who are in jazz programs, and they are looking for places to perform because that's how you get better, that's how you learn, uh, and. It was such a pleasure to see them and to listen to them and to feel like, okay, jazz is going to be all right. We're on the right track here. We've, they, they're going to develop their own style. They're going to move on. They're, and it's, it is amazing, and it happens. So, of course, last year we couldn't do anything with the pandemic. Um, and this year I'm looking to see what I can do to uh, have a concert for them at one of the local venues so I I just love them. I, I just love watching young people do jazz, and I try to help them as well. I've mentored a few young vocalists, and it's uh, it's such a pleasure, and it's such a thrill to see them grow. Um, and you can hear it. When you hear someone who's got a little talent with their voice and a little natural flair that's unique, it's really special. So it's exciting. It's exciting to see them and hear them, and the musicians too. We know this is not. I an definitely easy agree. To be in. We know it's not yep. an easy. No. Nope. Yeah, and I definitely agree. And there is jazz is actually very very popular. It is. Yeah. Extremely. Yeah. No, it really is, and I love the fact that you are targeting like performances and and things like that and mentoring because people do get better when they have an opportunity to perform, collaborate, play with other musicians. And that's, that's always been like one of the things that I find it hard to not believe, but I guess like it it sometimes is hard for me to understand when even like some of my own peers they don't want to collaborate or they don't want to perform with other individuals. They just, you know, want to to be a single performer and so on and so forth, where I look at it from the perspective of, oh, my gosh, what can I learn from this person? I go into things with an open mind and feel like, oh, you know, let me see how you do something. Uh, Right. Or, you know, 
work with pe- different people on stage. I mean, you have to be able to do those types of things in order oh, to expand and grow. So absolutely great of to course. hear that you're doing that. And hopefully, yeah, and hopefully you can get some, get them an event this year. Right, that's what I'm really that, hoping that for, at least fun. spring of next year, have an event with them. and it, Because there is a lot of great talent, too. Some of these yes. dance performers yes. I've heard are, are Wow, I wish I had had that at that age. <laughs> Instead of, I know, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's, yes, it's amazing. I, yeah, I've heard some people where I'm just like, whoa, you know, where you're like, darn, wish I was 20 years Dang, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my uh, daughter's in entertainment, too. She's She's more in acting. But she oh, has great. more nerve than I ever dared. I just, I, I'm so glad too because it's going to serve her well instead of being like me because it took so long to really feel comfortable in my own skin, and I'm finally at that point. And, but a lot of that has to do with being older too. So I feel, uh, I feel as if well. Hey, I this is me. You can like me. If you like me, great. Let's have some fun. If you don't care for this, that's okay too. You know, just I hope you enjoy yeah. yourself. Go you can find other there are other places and other performers and you can have choices, but if you want to hang around with me, let's have some fun. And I don't do it unless I have fun. I got to have me some fun. If you ever see one of my live shows, I you'll love see. that philosophy. Well, I'm gonna. Hopefully, you'll have you'll have something uh, maybe in the January time frame because I think I will be out there at the end of January. Oh, I would love that. that. Yes, with that, let's take a quick break for a word from one of our partners in podcasting. This is chatting with Nat. We'll be right back on mixing it with Nikki Chris here on Sim Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. And we're back on Mix the Night with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network and my guest, Elena Gillum. Hey! Let's talk about (laughs) <laughs> I love that. One of the questions that I wanted to ask you, and you did hit on it just a teeny tiny bit before we took our partner break. Are there any specific obstacles that you've had to overcome as a woman in your field? And I'm actually going to tag on the stereotype of age because that is something that I get quite frequently. So I'm more so curious than anything to see if you have had issues with that, because I also think that age and longevity in certain genres is actually more accepted, depending upon the type of genre that you music that you do. Yes. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's 
it's funny. I'm glad you asked. It's funny because early on, uh, when I first, when my husband first started doing, uh, finding gigs for us, early on, I felt there was a little bit of hesitancy because, and I'm going to be straight honest with you, as Ellie used to say, I'm not a glamour girl. I just like to get up and sing. And I was not never a glamour girl. I was, you know, I'm a good size. (laughs) So a lot of this interest, and it's interesting for what I'm going to share with you later, a lot of the performances and a lot of the trying to get into places, um, because of my size, I felt I there was some discrimination there as far as, oh, we were hoping for a, a cutesy little jazz singer. I'm not a cutesy little jazz singer. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I can sing, and my, my husband was always so supportive. He said, look, all you have to do is open your mouth, and all of that will melt away in people's eyes. Okay. And so he was tremendously supportive of my career always. And that was when I was younger. Well, I kind of got used to it, um, and, you know, nothing much changed from that, but we did work. He always found gigs for us. Um, We wanted to do more gigs, more festivals, and more higher-paying gigs, but we also had life going along, as I mentioned before. So finding things that fit into our world that was a little tricky, too, with what he was doing, what I was doing. At any rate, now that I'm older, now I'm feeling more like, um, you know, take me or leave me. Uh, but I'm feeling like jazz is one of those genres where it is more acceptable to be a little bit older. However, just starting to find that, I, if I didn't know any better, I'd say <laughs> I would say this particular manager or this particular venue owner is really more interested in somebody younger that again got more of a look, whatever that look is. And I may or may not fit into that, but. For the important things for the festivals, none of that matters. You know, if you've got if you've got that something, whatever it is, if they hear it, I think they'll be open to it. I, I'm at that age, so I feel more comfortable in a way um, than I did when I was much younger. Even though I had more energy when I was much younger. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that I'm older, it's like okay, I got to pace myself a little bit here, um, <laughs> because you know it. You're a performer. When you're up there, you're putting everything you got into that, and um, <laughs> it's it's uh, you. You have one gig, and I need uh, two days of recovery. Just okay. I'm just going to be sitting here, just relaxing. <laughs> um, or even but, from a vocal perspective, because I found that as I've gotten older, I mean, you heard it at the beginning of our call today, you know, a little little scratchy that I find that if I'm, uh-huh. I'm talking a lot or, you know, there's something to be said for the Celine Dion method of not speaking when oh, yeah. you're performing. You know, not, oh. not have, you know, very 
Yeah, I mean, there certainly is because your voice gets gets tired, and that's one yeah. of the things that I've noticed. But I asked you that question specifically because I do feel that jazz is one of those more accepting genres. I think genres, it is, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, like, I know the type of music that I do, I'm, I'm like, stuck. My music is like if you hit 24, you're done. You know, you're over the hill with the exception <laughs> of a couple of people. But generally, mm-hmm. they're, you know, much more focused on the, the the younger age group and that type of thing. Right. But I'm like you. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. This is the music that I like. And, you know, I write what I write. Right. And, and it is what it is. Take it or leave it. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know there'll it, be it works that where I'll be performing. I know yep. I'll be out there somewhere. Exactly. And really, again, having a good time. And that's what I'd like to do until I can't do it anymore. And I'm hoping I can do it for a long time to come. So uh, sometimes you can't shut me up, though, on the stage. So my my husband will give me a funny look like, mm, okay, I think you're talking a little bit too much. <laughs> just, <laughs> just get on with the song. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, let's get on with it. Oh, my God. Oh, she's So, laughing. you know what? That actually is a perfect, perfect spot to play the next song that you ah. brought with you. Yes. I would like to play All in Love is Fair. So, oh, we are going to one. pop that one on oh, for everybody. You. So, yes. I love this version, and I'm going to make a comment when it's done playing. So, this is All in Love is Fair by Elena Gillum. Crazy game Two people vow to stay In love as one, they say But all is changed with time None can see The road you leave behind Ahead lies mystery But Takes his pen to write the words again that all in love is fair. Oh, all of fate's a chance. 
either good or bad I toss my coin to say to say love with me you stay but all in war is so cold you either win or lose when all is put away the losing the words again that all in love is listening to it because your voice was so agile and athletic on this version and I immediately was thinking Ella Fitzgerald Billy Holiday vibe when oh, I was listening man. to it. So mm. I was like 
super, super excited. I'm the Goosebumps girl. It's one of those things, like, if, if somebody gives me Goosebumps, that's how mm-hmm. I know. I'd like that, that too. It's, it's yeah. one of the, yes, yes. Where, oh, that's you know, very, I, mean, I thank to you. a lot of stuff. You're quite welcome. Thank you, because that's a big quite, compliment. Quite, quite welcome. Big compliment. Well, you know, it's very true. I mean, it really is. It really is. You're you're certainly an expert in this space, and it's, oh, you know, wow. I'm so excited that, that we're able to talk. Oh, me too. Yes. One of the things that I wanted to, to quickly talk about before we end up getting close to time is any album recordings or things like that, or what's next for you now that things are reopening? What are your plans? Well, what I'm just starting on, and, you know, you can tell I kind of move slowly. It's 10 years between my CDs. So (laughs) my husband produced the first CD in 2008. And then in 2018, uh, my pianist, accompanist, Michael Levan, produced the the second CD, so you can tell. I, I, it takes me a little while to get around to, but that's, okay. that's because that's we work okay. on the songs, and then we work on the songs and um, bring in the best musicians all the time. Oh, my husband was really very good at that too, George, my Georgie. But um, for the next one, I was actually thinking I'd like to start in spring of next year, and I'd like to make it a live show so i'd like there's nothing like performing live and and i think the best enthusiasm you know as the audience feeds you the energy that to me is the pinnacle of performing and i'd like to make my next my next uh recording a live show so i'm putting some seeds in the ground and I've got a few little markers. I'm looking for a place to do it, I'm looking for musicians, looking for the songs. So the songs are really important. Uh, what am I going to sing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd love to do an original or two, and if I can find them. Then, of course, the classics, because you just can't get away from the classics. There's so many beautiful songs that have been composed, and it's just a, always an honor to sing classic compositions. So that would be next on my horizon, from my lips to God's ear. Uh, we'll make this happen sometime in 2022. I would love for that to happen. Oh, my God, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it will come to fruition. I maybe think you that's could be a in the fantastic idea. Uh, maybe I could be in the audience. There Ooh. you go. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know. All right. Great. That would be great. Excellent. <laughs> so before we sign off, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? What about where they can find you on social media, what your website is? Sure. You know, I I always say to people, I'm a work in progress. You can find my website, elenagilliam.com. I try to make it easier. That's a newer website for me, so I'm always building on it. I love art and jazz together. I have been doing some quarterly programs with that same local museum where I had my big festival one year. Uh, 
they let me do it virtually uh, this past year. So uh, it's a combination of an art exhibit and jazz music, and I interview some jazz musicians uh, who are so well-known. Uh, so I'm really enjoying that. And I would just like to say to young people, please keep playing, keep performing, and call me. Call me if you need me. If you got any questions, just call me. <laughs> and uh, Let me know if you're performing in the area. I'd love to go see and support live music. And I encourage everyone to support live music when you can do it, please. When it's safe, support live music um, and enjoy live music. And I always end my show with please be kind to each other and let us enjoy the things together that we have in common. Music is definitely one of those things. So... It's here for us to wrap ourselves around and use that commonality. So that's me. Just me. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. I love that. And that is something that I actually have always said myself as well, is that, you know, music is the universal language. And that yes. is one thing that yes. all of us have in common. Is music a song? We all, you know, if a song is released or somebody is, has a performance and, and puts out, you know, a recording of a particular performance, mm-hmm. that impacts all of us. And it is yes. one way for us to forego our differences and embrace That's our right. and commonality. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love That's it. Love right. it. Elena, right. it has been so, so, so awesome having you on my show. I am so excited to be able to share you with everyone. It has been a true, true pleasure, and I appreciate Aww. the time that you took to speak with us today. So Nikki, on I'm behalf, Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So on behalf of everyone at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.